Welcome to my podcast. This is the Dr. Raymond Havlicek and Friends podcast for Thursday, the 29th, last day of February. I am very fortunate to have my friend Bob Schiller here today to continue the series on Whiteface Mountain and to be gaining all the impressions of people that ski frequently at the mountain to see what they have to say about it. Because it just seems to me that it's very important that the people that run Whiteface Mountain know how we're feeling. I believe we all love the mountain. I know I do. And I consider Whiteface Mountain to be really the best skiing in the East. And people may argue with me about that. They may think otherwise. But I know that the 3,200 feet of vertical that we have at Whiteface Mountain, uh, the uh, site of two Winter Olympic uh, ski uh, uh, races, 1932 and 1980, makes Whiteface an incredible experience for us all. But we all have our complaints and we all have our views about how to make the mountain better. And that's what this series of Whiteface Mountain uh uh, interviews are all about. So today, I'm very fortunate to have Bob here. Th- welcome, Bob, to the to the uh, podcast. Bob is an amazing skier. He skis at Whiteface all the time. He's also an amazing athlete because Bob has two. Get this, folks, two black belts in karate. He's been studying karate for me- uh, how many years? How many? Over forty years. Oh my God. <laughs> I just learned that Bob is as old as I am, which shocked me. I thought he was much younger than me, but he's been he's been uh, in the karate business now for forty years. He's got uh, what what? Tell our listeners what are the background that you have? What are the two belts that you have? I have two black belts. Uh, the the first one is in Shorinru Karate, which is an Okinawan style karate. It's very traditional. Uh, I did a lot of competing. Um, in sparring and that kind of thing traveled around and did that when i was younger and then um i got interested in uh another style um and uh it's it's a korean style it's called hapkido is it different than the other type it's different in that it's not a, just a pure competition uh based uh not like a sport it's more uh street oriented it's more self-defense oriented i see so I, I work with, um, I, I'm an instructor too, obviously, and I have a seventh degree black belt in that. Um, and I, um, I, I work with a lot of law enforcement people, actually, uh, corrections officers, et cetera, uh, because, the, you know, they deal with violence on a, on a you know, hopefully not re- daily basis, but, uh, you know, regularly. And uh, they need to know how to uh, defend themselves and how to... Uh, approach people who are not agreeable uh, in a proper way. So before uh, we started our podcast today, Bob and I and my wife Iris were having a discussion about how important it is that we have disciplines in our life. And skiing is certainly a discipline. And uh, you've uh, apparently uh, taught karate to some very high level skiers. Is that, is that true? Well, I, uh, I have taught at least one high-level skier in our area, and that's yeah. Andrew Weibrecht. Um, Andrew was just shy of a black belt when he was a teenager, and uh, I also instruct uh, was one of the instructors for his uh, two brothers, his younger and older brother. All all great skiers. All great skiers. Yeah. All absolutely terrific skiers. 
grew up on Whiteface Mountain. And uh, I see Andrew uh, periodically. I'll, I'll see him out and about, maybe in a restaurant or whatever with his family. And we'll get into a conversation about karate. And he'll ask me if I'm still teaching. And uh, his brothers do, too. Um, and, in fact, Ethan, I rode up the lift with him the other day. And he, w- he was asking me about it. Another great skier. Unbelievable. Yeah. Ethan's incredible. And he's yeah. an instructor there now and uh, part-time. So Andrew will, will always say to me, I loved karate. And he said, you have no idea how much that sport or that discipline helped me as a, as a ski racer. Now, he, he won uh, a, an Olympic medal in downhill, I think. Two. And um, I'm not sure if it was Super G or downhill. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it might have been, they might have been in Super G. He actually medaled twice. One was a silver and one was a, a bronze. Yeah. And uh, Andrew will always say that sport helped me incredibly as a skier. It gave me a sense of discipline. It gave me a sense of focus that I never would have had uh, had I not done uh, karate. So this this raises the question of what does skiing and karate have in common? That one involves being outdoors and going fast on the snow and the other is involved in a like boxing that you're having a match with someone in which you're you're trying to defend yourself. How are they related, Bob? Why does one make the other better? Well, uh, the physical aspect, obviously, um, you know, to both are are positive. Um, And, you know, there's a connection in 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 that uh, you physically. get involved and and have competition so there's a competitive aspect also that 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 correlates um the the other part of that is there's a humility there's a discipline uh there's a focus issue and all of those are um are internal and i think if you have um, a sense of those from whatever activity you're involved in um, I think you'll see a connection. I always see a connection in athletics and sports and uh, physical activities. I don't see uh, anything opposing. And, it, and it's, it's interesting to me that a world-class skier like Andrew Weibrecht, uh sees, it, sees that as well. Yeah. Is there a uh, psychological or a health aspect to karate and skiing? Does it affect your health? Absolutely, in a positive way. Yeah. And I think... Uh, uh, that's just that's not just physical health uh to me that's emotional health it's mental health um you know there's through the discipline of of both activities uh you develop uh qualities that you wouldn't otherwise develop i i have to acknowledge uh, uh folks you all know i'm a psychologist that when i go skiing i feel great i don't know about you bob but after i have skied 10 or 15,000 vertical feet daily at Whiteface Mountain. I'm on cloud nine. Nothing bothers me. I sleep like a baby at night and I feel calm and centered and whatnot. So um, do you see that karate uh, could be a a year round activity that could help people that want to ski and improve their mental health and physical health at skiing? Would it help them if they did karate? Absolutely. You know, I think there's a connection and uh, martial arts are uh, a very have a very calming influence, um, a very positive influence. Um, there's a, a humbleness that's involved with it. 
Uh, there's a respect issue. Is that why they bow with it? to one another? It's a very respectful uh, yeah. activity. And um, the art itself is just built around respect. That's exactly why they bow. And it's interesting because in, in the traditional, uh, like Okinawan or, or Japanese martial arts, um, there's a, a depth to the bow. Um, mm. If you're bowing to somebody that you trust and respect, you bow and you continue and you continue to bow where you take your eyes to the floor off of them. When you bow to somebody that you don't necessarily <laughs> trust or respect, that may be uh, have your enemy or whatever, you bow, but you never take your eyes off. You oh. bow. You bow to a less degree. Right. You know, I, I, I've learned recently, Bob, that the, the fastest growing group of skiers in the country are senior citizens. So what are your thoughts about these disciplines, skiing and karate, in terms of how it keeps you young at heart and maybe even young physically? We're both, folks, we're both up there in, 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 in years. I uh, just learned that Bob is 79 and so am I, and I'll be 80 in, in May and I think he'll be 80 in April. Uh, how do you, I think that, that certifies us to be, make comments about how karate and skiing could keep us young. What do you think? Well, chronologically, I don't know if it can keep us young, but uh, certainly mentally and, and physically, yes. um, you know, uh, there's an, there's an old expression, move it or lose it. Yes. And, uh, you know, you, you have to keep going. And, you know, d despite many obstacles that you might have, you just keep moving. And so I think uh, in that respect, I think absolutely it can keep you young. Uh, you know, it's interesting to me, too, that uh, the mountain used to have free skiing for uh, anyone over the yes. age of, uh, I believe it used to be 65 70. or yeah. 70. Yeah. Now they've raised that, and they've also raised the amount of money that you have to pay when you're our age. Right, right. Um, because they realized that people were staying healthier longer, and they realized that people were skiing longer. So, you know, financially, it made sense to change the policy. So then uh, I guess <clears throat> you, you might feel that Whiteface Mountain is a tremendous uh, asset to the North Country community for health. Absolutely. It keeps us young. It keeps us healthy. Absolutely. Okay. So, folks, I, I, I want to emphasize this because of Bob's background in karate and his beliefs about physical training and the mental aspects of this. I actually think that the podcast dealing with and all the social concerns that exist about making the grooming better at Whiteface and improving uh, the, the resort for us all is actually a health issue. And it really affects people of all ages, but in particular, senior citizens. It's very important that senior citizens l move it or lose it. And boy, what better uh, opportunity to do that than something like Whiteface Mountain or Mount Van Hovenberg? I agree totally. Uh, <clears throat> I think the mountain offers uh, an, an, an incredible uh, recreational uh, site for uh, many of us who, who enjoy to ski. And, you know, there's really no age that you can't uh, begin even. That's right. Uh, you can take lessons, uh, and there's some great instruction right on the mountain. Uh, and, and beginning slopes. Absolutely. Begin beginner slopes. Absolutely. And the, the thing about skiing is you can enjoy it. Uh, it's something you can enjoy solo by yourself, or it's something that you can use uh, as a friendship kind of thing, where you ski yes. with buddies. 
And, uh, you know, either way, I agree with what you said earlier, Ray, about um, stress release and, and feeling good after you ski. Uh, one of my other hats that I wore uh, for many years was uh, high school administration. And I was a principal of high school here for uh, 13 years. And um, the job brings stress and uh, works long hours. And one of the ways in which I could release all of that was to get on that mountain, look out at the other mountains that you see and the beautiful, wonderful view that you get on, on the mountain, and just to slide down on my skis. This is a very important point for our listeners because uh, looking at the neurophysiological aspects of stress, when you go skiing or you do karate, you are boosting the amount of synaptic transmission in the brain areas that control emotions through the use of dopamine and serotonin. So you get your brain getting a much higher dose of those, those neurotransmitter drugs. And by the way, people that go see a psychiatrist and want a prescription for an antidepressant, guess what, folks? Those antidepressants boost the availability of serotonin and, neuro, and, and uh, dopamine in the neurotransmission areas of the brain that control emotions. But you can do that naturally without any of the bad side effects if you get exercise. Whiteface Mountain is the best possible form of exercise we could have here because you don't even realize you're getting exercise. You're out there having fun, but you're getting a ton of exercise. It's true. Uh, I, I go there and I, when I, when I was working, especially what I noticed was I forgot everything that was a challenge for me, everything that was causing me aggravation or stress or whatever on the job left me. And I'd come home a different person than when I went. And to me, that was worth the price of gold. I'm the same way. There's no way I'm going to tell you people just because I'm a shrink, that means I don't have stress. Of course, we all have stress in our lives. And being able to cope well with stress is important. And part of the formula is to get out there and have fun uh, at exercise, particularly exercising like skiing, which you don't even realize you're exercising at. When I go to the gym, I know I'm exercising. I'm lifting weights. I'm doing cardio. I'm, I'm, uh, jumping up and down on the boxes they have over there and I'm sweating and I'm saying, damn it, you know, stick to it, Ray, because that's going to make you stronger. But I don't think that way when I'm skiing, I just ski. You know, and and yet I come home and I I feel great. I, you know, that's why we are doing this podcast is to make the mountain even better for those of us that want to stay young and get strong and have a good time and recreate with our families and loved ones and friends and whatnot and make Whiteface the mountain we love even better. So, what are your thoughts about how we could achieve that, Bob? What do you What are your beliefs about the mountain? Well, um, I, I've been skiing whiteface for over 40 years as well as martial arts. Uh, so uh, I was at the mountain before the Olympics, actually, before the 80 Olympics and skiing in the 70s. Um, so I've seen a lot of evolution and I've seen a lot of improvement. Technology's improved incredibly, the groomers. Um, certainly the mountain has added so many nice things. Uh, the, the two lodges now are beautiful. Um, one of the things that, um, that I notice about the mountain and, uh, I'm, I'm not sure that, um, that everyone is this way, but I'm noticing more and more the folks that work at the mountain 
are becoming um, more comfortable talking with the clients, the yes. people who are skiing. W one thing that I, I did notice recently, I, I, uh, during the holiday, during the uh, busy time, which was last week, um, I went into the lodge and there was this nice woman who works there, opened the door for me and said, welcome to Whiteface. And I said, now that can make the mountain improve. Just that attitude. And the other thing I noticed was there was this very nice young woman who um, was driving the shuttle buses to and from the parking lot. And she actually uh, got on like a little microphone thing and uh, started talking to the people and introduced them to the bus. And when you come back, this is the bus you want. And, uh, you know, you want to go to the, the proper parking lot. This is what you do. Um, and it was so friendly. And I thought, now that's a great improvement. Yeah. You know, and, and that's something that doesn't take much. And every employee can do that if they interact. I mean, they, they teach this at Disney World. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you, it's just common sense to me that, that that's a warm feeling when somebody comes there for the first time. Old expression, you get more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. Uh, in the last podcast I did with Charlie Levis, which you may have listened to, he wants to do a fundraiser and a uh, Facebook page for the employees at, at Whiteface to honor them and to recognize their service to us and to make them recognize how important their attitudes and treatment of us are to our feelings of enjoyment in being at the resort. Absolutely true. Yeah. So, and there are people there that, that have been there for 30 years and, yeah. and they're friendly and they talk yes. to you. And, yes. you know, we talk about Kelly, who's yeah, absolutely, and she's <laughs> one of the lifties. And it's great. I love, I love saying hi to her and having a conversation yeah. when I go there. Well, Ke Kelly, uh, Daryl, and Jay are very well known to me and they're always kind and they're always very friendly and supportive of us. And they come out and they tell us when the lifts aren't going to open and why it's going to open. And they say, regrettably, we have to tell you this, you know, they're very, very sensitive. So what are your thoughts about besides uh, uh, affecting the behavior of those people that work there? What are your thoughts about the actual conditions of the mountain? Do you have any thoughts about that? This has been a rough year. Yes, uh, the weather has totally not cooperated in the east on the east coast. I'm sure most of the areas on the east coast are struggling. Um, we've had up and down temperatures. We've yes. had rain consistently throughout the year. Um, considering the weather, I think Whiteface has done an adequate job, yeah. you know, of, of getting skiers up and down the hill. And um, um, I, I, I just think it's been particularly challenging this year. So it's hard to rate everything against this one bad year, but weather-wise. Um, but to me, there's two things that make this that will make this mountain a great mountain and continue to make it even greater. And that's snowmaking because of weather conditions and the lack of natural snow. I don't think we've had 30 inches of snow this no, year. No. Um, and... Um, Grooming. Those two things in and of itself are the business yes. as yes. far as I'm concerned. It's true. If somebody can go there and say, wow, what incredible grooming. Um, or um, I'm really impressed with the amount of snow that they made and how well uh, it's holding up, you know, and how well it's skiing right now. Because this year has been challenging. There's been no natural snow. 
What I've noticed is that every time it rained and it warmed up and then it got cold, within about one day, it was decent skiing again at the mountain. They did do a very, very good job uh, in recovering, recovering. Um, the issue of uh, the fact that um, one of the compressors is out and that they had problems with the water intake. Uh, a lot of people have mentioned to me that they need a reservoir up there. I don't know if you know anything about that, but they want to put a reservoir up on the in the uh, one of the parking lots actually to to build up water that's fresh and doesn't have debris in it that gets sucked into it, and that would affect grooming and and snowmaking. Yeah, that's that is a, an idea and a concept that I've talked to several people about. And it eliminates the silt issue yes. uh, where, you know, you're going to you're going to fog up or, or clog up a, a, a filter and uh, you're going to be shut down. Um, but and compressors, obviously, you're going to have technical difficulties and, you know, you're going to have to fix those those kinds of things. But um, I agree. I think w when you look at the other two mountains that uh, you can ski on the same pass, uh, Bel Air and Gore. Mm. They're drawing water from the Hudson River. Yeah, uh, We're drawing water from the Arsable River. Right, right. We have limitations on the amount of water by oh, yeah. uh, the Department uh, of Conservation. And um, once, once they say you're done, uh, you know, drawing water out of there, uh, you're done. So it makes sense to have a pond, to have some kind of another alternative uh, for whiteface, uh, because there really isn't a lake alternative. You know, the no. Mirror Lake's too far away and, right, uh, right. you know, Lake Placid is too far away. So um, so it's got to be something man-made and created. Yeah. Bob, how can people reach you if they're interested in karate? Well, I teach um, I teach the Hapkido self-defense program uh, to many types of individuals. I have actually done uh, twice I've been hired by the Olympic Training Center. And these are world-class sliding athletes mostly bobsledders, losers, skeleton. And um, they are they love when I come over there and I teach self-defense to them. Um, so I, I do something, sometimes I do things on the road, but on a consistent basis, I teach at the Fitness, Fitness Revolution Gym, okay. which is on Saranac Ave, and it's right next to the mini golf course. Yeah. Uh, and I teach there regularly. I teach classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 o'clock. And you can call the gym you know, get information or you can call me or get a hold of me. I have a Placid Martial Arts. I have a um, um, a website that you can contact me with. I'm going to pass this information along to my daughter because she's starting to compete in water skiing. And I think martial arts would be good for her. She was a competitive uh, alpine skier, but now she's into the water skiing. And uh, I, I completely agree with you. I think that martial arts, maybe I'm not too old, or maybe I'll come over for a lesson or two. Huh, Bob? Am I too old? No, you're going to say no, because we're the same no, age. No, we're anyway. the same age. We're the same right? age. Yeah. So you're, not, you're very biased Absolutely. in favor of 79-year-olders doing this. So, Bob, I want to thank you tremendously. Uh, any parting shots or words that you'd like to make of, uh, about your experiences at Whiteface? My experience at Whiteface is like yours. Um, I just love being there. I, I enjoy the skiing. I think we have a pearl. Um, it's just a, it's the golden egg, and, it, and it's right in our backyard. Absolutely. That's I, why I moved here. Absolutely. Live, we live, what, 10 minutes from yes, the mountain? Yes. yes. And uh, to have a world-class mountain in our backyard like that, we are, we're blessed. We're fortunate. 
thank you very much for coming today. We really appreciate it. Now you can listen to my guitar playing. <laughs> You're welcome. Keep your tips up, but don't get too far out over your skis. And watch out for those icy moguls. But ski fast and ski safely. Here's to our senior citizen skiers. 